Welcome to LaGrave Avenue CRC's Sermon Podcast. Our feet do a lot of work. One of the things our feet do is bring messages. Some of those messages are wonderful news, and the feet that bring them are just as wonderful. You're listening to How Beautiful on the Mountains Are the Feet by Reverend Peter Yonker. Our scripture reading tonight is from the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah 52, verses 1 through 10, Isaiah 52, verse 1 through 10. Listen to these words of the prophet. These are words given to exiles. Awake, awake, Zion, clothe yourself with strength. Put on your garments of splendor, Jerusalem, the holy city. The uncircumcised and defiled will not enter you again. Shake off your dust. Rise up and sit enthroned, Jerusalem. Free yourself from the chains on your neck, daughter Zion, now a captive. For this is what the Lord says. You are sold for nothing, and without money you will be redeemed. For this is what the sovereign Lord says. At first my people went down to Egypt to live. Lately Syria has oppressed them. And now what do I have here, says the Lord? For my people have been taken away for nothing, and those who rule them mock, declares the Lord. And all day long my name is constantly blasphemed. Therefore my people will know my name. Therefore in that day they will know that it is I who foretold it. Yes, it is I. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. Listen, your watchmen lift up their voices. Together they shout for joy. When the Lord returns to Zion, they will see it with their own eyes. Burst into songs of joy together, you ruins of Jerusalem, for the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord will lay bare his holy arm in the sight of all the nations and the ends of all the earth will see the salvation of our God. This is the word of the Lord. So as a general rule, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about feet. But this week, because of the text for this evening's sermon, I did uh, more than usual. And I didn't just think about feet. Because of our text, how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, I found myself thinking of, of beautiful feet. Beautiful feet. You know, in our day and age, in our world, uh, there are people who spend a lot of time and money making their feet beautiful. You can go to a nail spa or a nail salon and get yourself a pedicure and uh, they will buff off your calluses and they will clip your nails and take care of your cuticles and and paint your nails for you and put lotions on them and and you'll come out, those feet will come out um, beautiful, smelling and beautiful looking, beautiful feet. Pedicures are something that a lot of females, including females in my own family, enjoy. It is also my understanding that uh, some men enjoy pedicures. This sounds completely horrifying to me. I can't imagine paying for that. But this is me speaking, not the Lord. And if that's your thing, you do you. So beautiful feet. That's one kind of beautiful feet. 
Another group of people who spend a lot of time thinking about their feet are hikers, Appalachian Trail hikers. The Appalachian Trail is this famous eastern trail that goes from Georgia all the way to Maine, 2,200 miles long, and thousands of people hike it every year. And the really hardcore Appalachian Trail hikers are called through hikers. They try to start down in Georgia and get all the way to Maine in one season. And uh, you have to be ambitious to do that. And if you go online and you look at uh, the hikers and the through hikers and you read their blogs and you read uh, the websites that they put up, they are very concerned about their feet because they need their feet to carry them all that way. And so you have all kinds of advice about feet. Advice like, don't skimp on the hiking boots. Pay for the good hiking boots. And don't, don't wear them new to the trail. Walk around with them a long time before you actually start down the trail. And don't skimp on socks either. Don't just wear cotton socks. You want to buy the expensive wool socks. I looked them up. There's something called Thorlos Will. They're $25 a pair. And as you walk, they say, as soon as you feel any discomfort, any burning on either of your feet, take your shoe off and put a, put a, a little pad on that pot right away. These blogs, these websites are full of advice for baby powder and rubbing alcohol and lotions and every possible way to take care of your feet. And despite all that, there are also pictures on these blogs uh, of people whose feet did not fare so well, and they are horrific. Pictures of enormous uh, blisters and uh, feet that look like hamburger. Be thankful that we do not use screens here at LaGrave. These were not beautiful feet. Okay. Now here's a question. Describe to you two kinds of feet. When the prophet Isaiah in chapter 52, verse 7, says how beautiful on the mountain are the feet of those who bring good news, what kind of feet do you think he has in his imagination? Do you think the feet that he has in his imagination are more like the feet of the person who comes out of the nail spa? or more like the blistered hamburger feet of the Appalachian Trail? I can promise you it is the second. I can promise you it is the second. And the reason I can promise you is because of the context of this passage. As I already said, these are words that are spoken to exiles, to people who are in Babylon, and to people in Jerusalem during the exile, the remnant who's left behind. Israel, as you know, has been in captivity for a long time. This is going to be right at the end of the captivity. So they've been almost there 70 years. And the Babylonians ruled over them in a cruel way. But now the Persians have come in. And things are starting to change. And lately, one of the Persian kings is telling the Israelites, telling the Judeans, they can go home. Liberation, freedom, God is doing a new thing. We get to go back to Jerusalem and they're overjoyed and they're so excited that they send a messenger from Babylon all the way back to Jerusalem to tell the people of the city the good news that they're coming home. Break forth into song, you ruins of Jerusalem. The Lord has comforted his people, this messenger will say. Now, it's a long way from Babylon to Jerusalem. I looked that up too. 1,600 miles or so. 
And that terrain would have been a lot of desert, a lot of mountains, a lot of really difficult terrain. And I promise you, whoever that messenger was who went all the way from Babylon to Jerusalem to tell the remnant that the rest of the people were coming back, he did not have hiking boots and he certainly didn't have Thorlo's wool socks. He probably had sandals. So what did his feet look like when he finally arrived? They were undoubtedly a mess. Bleeding, swollen, calloused, dirty. But to Isaiah, they are beautiful feet. Because they bring good news that the Lord is doing a new thing. That the exile is over. That Jerusalem will once again rise. Clearly the prophet is a different aesthetic. This is not the beauty of beauty queens. This is the beauty of someone who is willing to suffer for the sake of bringing good news to hurting people. This is the beauty of sacrifice for the sake of the good news. That's what's in that messenger's feet. Okay, for you Bible scholars here, and there are many of you, you will know that this passage is quoted in the New Testament. Do you know off the top of your head where in the New Testament Isaiah 52 verse 7 with the beautiful feet is quoted? The answer is in Romans, Romans chapter 10, verse 15. In Romans 10, verse 15, Paul is celebrating the fact that the good news of the gospel is going out, and it's not just going out to Jews, it's going out to Gentiles. That the, the good news of Jesus Christ, this new thing that God is doing in Jesus, something that's much bigger than the liberation from Babylon, this enormous good news that is going to make everything new is not just going out to the people of Israel, it's going out to the whole world. And he's celebrating that there will be people, messengers, who will bring that news. And he says, as he thinks about those messengers going out to preach the gospel, how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news. And of course, when Paul quotes Isaiah 52, verse 7, about that good news, I'm sure he's thinking about himself. I'm sure when he thinks about that messenger who made the trip from Babylon to Jerusalem, he thinks about himself and his traveling companions because it's really the same mission, only in a New Testament sense, right? Paul traveling all over the ancient Near East, through Asia Minor, through Greece, all the way to Rome to bring this good news. I imagine a scene. Paul and his traveling companions Maybe they're on one of their long journeys across Asia Minor. Maybe they've done four days in a row of 20 plus miles and they're exhausted and they crash that evening by a fireside and they take off their sandals and they, they warm their feet by the fireside. They're all sitting together with their feet towards the fire and the feet are smelly and dirty and cracked and swollen and bleeding. And Paul, maybe someone, maybe Paul nudges Silas and says, hey Silas, how beautiful on the mountaintops are the feet, eh? And they laugh because they realize it's true. And it's not just a joke. It's, it would, when Paul says it, it's exactly the same meaning as the prophet had it in Isaiah. Those feet are beautiful, but they're beautiful in the way that the feet of a person who makes a sacrifice for the sake of the gospel are beautiful. When you think of the beauty of 
the messenger from Babylon's feet and the beauty of Paul and his traveling companion's feet, you have to think of one more set of feet. You gotta think of Jesus' feet. Jesus was a traveler. Jesus walked a lot. He walked all over Galilee and walked all over Judea and he hardly ever stopped. Foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. He kept going, preaching the good news of the kingdom, calling people to repentance. Finally, he took his message to Jerusalem and he tromped all over that city speaking the same message, but they didn't like it so much. And they picked him up and they put him on a cross. They nailed him there and they put an enormous spike through those calloused, dirty, bloody feet and they splintered them. His feet were broken already, but now they were absolutely shattered. And we know what happened. Three days later, Jesus rose from the dead and he came out of the grave and he met the woman. And I don't know if you remember this little detail from the Gospel of Mark. Mark 28, verse 9. Do you remember what the women do when they see Jesus? Jesus says, greetings. And they fall down and they grasp his feet. Now, what do you think those feet would look like? They would have made even the feet of the messenger from Babylon look like the feet of a beauty queen. But to those women who grasped his feet, they were the most beautiful things that they had ever seen because they were beauty with the beauty of someone who made a sacrifice for the sake of salvation, for hurting people. The same beauty as Paul's feet, the same beauty as the messenger's feet. We have a name for this beauty. We call it grace. And one day, when our journey is done and we cross the river, and we've run our race and we're exhausted, we will find ourselves face to face with Jesus. And I suppose in that day, we will fall down at his feet. You can still find lots of places where this upside down aesthetic, this upside down beauty of Jesus' feet is living in our world. And you can find it right here at LaGrave. Did you know that we have a foot clinic at LaGrave once a month? I wonder how many of us know that. Once a month on a Tuesday, there's a foot clinic at LaGrave. And it wasn't started by LaGrave people, I'm sorry to say. It was started by an outsider named Susan Collins. And Susan is, um, she, she's a nurse. Uh, she's retired now, but she used to teach at Calvin College. And she realized that one of the biggest needs for the neighbors, especially the homeless neighbors in our community, is foot care. Homeless people struggle mightily with their feet. Those feet get infected, they get, they get sores, the terrible afflictions on their feet when you live on the street. And so she decided she was going to start a foot clinic, and it's in our NPR. And she got some other nurses, and she uses Calvin nursing students to do this. And they come here, and, and they minister to these, these feet of these, these neighbors. They clean up infections. They bind up wounds. They cut fingernail or toenails. It's not a pretty job. These are not beautiful feet, but it's all done in the name of Jesus. The ministry has expanded. Now they don't just do feet. They have some stylists to come in and give free haircuts. And there's some more volunteers who volunteer in the kitchen and make food for these people. And it's a joyful scene 
I mean, they line up on the north door of the church. They line up hours before. They cannot wait to come to this place. So let me say, how beautiful in the NPR are the feet of those who clean the homeless. And how beautiful in the NPR are the stylists, the hands of the stylists who cut those people's hair. And how beautiful in the kitchen are the hands of those who prepare them lunch. And how beautiful are the hands and the feet and the arms and the mouths of all those who in word and deed bear the good news of Jesus to a hurting world. They are beauty with the beauty of Jesus Christ our Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Lord, we thank you as we look back over the sweep of your scripture from Isaiah to Jesus to Paul to our own NPR. We see the movement of your spirit and we see the faithfulness of your grace and we see the beauty of your love being carried out by ordinary people doing acts of kindness and mercy in your name. Pray, Lord, that we may continue that, that legacy as we go out, as we walk out of this place on our feet, that our lives may glorify your name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Grave Avenue CRC's Sermon Podcast.